Is your life prepared for God to do something extraordinary? Today we're going to talk about what it means to be a strike zone for the lightning of God to hit our lives. Today on Awaken to Grace, we are in the middle of a great series called A New Fire. We're talking about how to position our lives where the Holy Spirit can burn within our souls. Well, we are entitling today, Call Down Lightning, A Stirring to Prayer. And we're going to see how our lives can become strike zones where the Holy Spirit can bring the lightning of God out of Psalm 97 into this incredible area of prayer from 2 Chronicles 7.14. Well, I hope the Holy Spirit does a remarkable work in your heart as He is doing in our hearts and in our church right now. go with me to Psalm chapter 97. Psalm chapter 97. We're in a series right now entitled New Fire. The reason why we've entitled this series New Fire is because the Holy Spirit spoke to me that he is going to baptize me and I believe our church in a new fire. I want you to think about this. Fire and God are inseparable. Do you realize that? You cannot separate fire from God. For the Bible says that he is an all-consuming fire. Isn't that what the book of Hebrews teaches us? You cannot separate God and fire. And because we are made in the very image of God and we're the only creation made in the very image of God, you cannot separate man and fire. Most of us don't take the time to ponder eternity. Most of us don't think about the eternal destinies of our soul, but be assured that every single human being is marching toward fire. Sadly, many will face what the Bible calls a hell fire. But even those who are safe in Jesus, Even those who are born again and our redemption is in Christ, in Christ alone. And when we stand before the very throne of God, the blood of Christ will reconcile us and clothe us in righteousness. And we shall escape that hell fire. But yet even us are headed toward fire. How so? For the Bible says that everything in your life, all the works of your life are going to be tested by guess what? fire. All your motives, all your intentions, all your workings. And the Bible says in Corinthians that God is going to test these things by fire and they're either going to be hay, wood, and stubble that when they are, uh, when, when fire touches them, they're just going to be consumed and there's going to be nothing to show for your life. Or 
If your motives are pure, your work is pure, your intentions are pure, and you're submitted to the Lord in the right way, the Bible says that when that fire comes to your works, the Bible says it will be as gold, silver, and precious stones. And you know what's going to happen? Instead of being consumed, instead of burning up, no, they're going to be more pure as a gift to Jesus Christ. Friends, we are all headed toward fire. And it will be either be hell, burning fire, as the Bible repeatedly teaches, or the works of our life will be tested by fire. But no matter how you shake it, you and I are headed toward fire. Is it no wonder that Jesus says, I'll baptize you in a new fire. I'll baptize you with the fire of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because fire does multiple things. And we're going to talk about this next week. I've got to be careful that I don't bleed over into next week. But fire, listen, it will consume the sin out of your life. If I set fire to this podium, what would happen to this podium? There'd be nothing left. It'd be, a, it'd be ashes. That's one of the greatest intents of the fire of the Holy Spirit in your life is that it would burn, it would consume sin. And as God sets fire, God, who is an all-consuming fire, sets fire to a church like ours. Let me tell you, it was a blazing bush that attracted Moses, was it not? And it will be a church ablaze that attracts a lost and a dying world. And when God, who is an all-consuming fire, sets fire to his people, who we are ultimately headed toward fire, it'll purify us. It'll burn out iniquity. It will consume sin. And then, my friends, we will be ready for that great and final judgment of our lives. Are you with me this morning? Now, Psalm chapter 97. I want to focus this morning. Last week, we talked about fasting. We called it new fire, fasting, a hunger for God out of Isaiah 58. Next week, I'm going to entitle fan the flame, a desire for fresh fire. That's next week. But today, I want to focus on a topic of lightning. I want to call this Call down lightning, a stirring to prayer. Call down lightning. Let's begin in Psalm chapter 97, verse 1. The Bible says, the Lord reigns. <laughs> I love the Psalms. We could just stop right there and we could ponder that for the rest of the day. The Lord reigns. What does that mean? You take every problem you have right now. You take every situation you're facing in your life right now. You take everything that is beyond, that is far beyond your control, and you match it up to that one phrase, the Lord reigns. And what's going to happen to your problems? They're going to bow before Jesus Christ. Amen? The Lord reigns. Oh, you just let that savor in your soul. I mean, you just savor that one statement. The Lord reigns. Oh, the sovereignty of Jesus Christ. 
And I don't know if it's the coffee or the Holy Spirit. I think it's the Holy Spirit, but it's kicking in. (laughs) The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes out before him and burns up his adversaries all around. His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all the peoples see his glory. Lord, may you bless the reading of your word. Amen. His lightnings light up the world. I want to talk to you today about a topic entitled, Call Down Lightning. What does this mean? Well, I had Joy Bollinger help me a little bit with this, and she helped me do some research because um, science was not my strong suit in school, and neither is it today. And uh, she helped me look up a little bit about the workings of lightning and how appropriate with the storms we had last night, right? And she helped me understand a little bit about the way that lightning strikes. I can't go into too much detail because, quite frankly, I don't know too much detail. <laughs> I'm not strong in science, but, uh, but just the, the basic, uh, understand this, the way that lightning forms, the way that lightning works is energies will, will, will form in a cloud, and that is negative energy. But lightning just doesn't strike on its own. Lightning does not, a bolt of lightning does not just come out of the cloud as it wishes. Positive energy from the earth calls down the lightning. And when lightning strikes, the strike zone is where that positive energy has called down the lightning. Friends, do you know what this is a picture of? When God's people began to stir ourselves, when we began to commit to prayer meeting, when we began to come in here on Sunday mornings and say, more important than the songs, more important than the melodies, more important than the preaching, more important than people up on the platform, more important, what is the most important thing is for God's people to pray. And when we began to stir ourselves and we commit ourselves to prayer and we began to call on the name of the Lord, do you know what? It's that positive energy calling down lightning from heaven. And that's when God responds to his people. That's when prayer is heard from on high. And we saw last week in Isaiah 58, if you missed that sermon, go back and listen because we saw in Isaiah 58, there is a way of fasting. There is a way of calling on the name of the Lord. There is a way of delighting ourselves in the Lord. There is a way of seeking to draw near to God. There is a way of prayer that God does not hear nor respond. And he says, 
Fasting like this, religious duties like this, religious exercises like this will not cause your voice to be heard on high. But no, when we get it right, when that humility begins to form in our life, Andrew Murray, that great missionary of the 1800s, he said it so well that just as water seeks to fill the lowest places, so the Holy Spirit fills those who will abase themselves, those who will lower themselves. And as we humble ourselves and we lower ourselves before the Lord, just as water seeks to fill it, the Holy Spirit will seek to fill us. Amen? Call down lightning. Fire goes from out from him. Lightning, his lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all the peoples see his glory. Are we willing to commit ourselves to that kind of praying? Are we willing to commit ourselves to the kind of praying that it swallows up our agenda? It swallows up our pride? It swallows up our personal desires and our personal wants? Are we willing to commit ourselves to such praying that truly seeks the face of God? Friends, we stir ourselves to that kind of praying. Let me tell you exactly what will happen. This church will become a strike zone. Come on now, get with me, amen? We will become a strike zone for the lightning of God. And he will respond. Chad, how do you know he'll respond? 2 Chronicles 7, 14. For if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. Hallelujah. Does our land need to be healed right now? More than ever. More than ever. The tragedies that we hear, the tragedies that we see. Last week before I preached, my stomach was sickened. My heart was sickened. My little boy, Hudson, He's a little Tasmanian devil. He just destroys anything he touches. And he's two and a half. And he's a handful. Boy, he's a handful. And John Mark is 14 months old. And last Saturday, a young mother in Chicago, she took her two-year-old son and threw him off of a high-rise apartment and killed him. She drowned her seven-month-old baby boy in the bathtub. And then she jumped and tried to kill herself, and it didn't kill her. And here she is all this past week lying in a hospital. I don't know. I, well, I do know. Those demons that tormented this woman. Those satanic, foul, evil spirits that tormented this woman 
to do such heinous things. Where are, where are they now that she's lying in a hospital bed? Can't imagine the evil. Friends, our land needs to be healed. But you got to back way up through that verse. You can't start there. That's where it ends. You have to start with where the responsibility lies. If my people who are called by my name, that's where it begins. Can we agree with that? Peter wrote, if judgment is going to come, let it begin in the house of God. And if my people who are called by my name will pray, no, it's not what it says. Because there's a type of praying that will not cause our voice to be heard from on high. There is a level of prayer that you and I must commit to. There is a a level of prayer that we must stir ourselves to. And it's this type of praying. It says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face. And turn from their wicked ways. Then what's the conclusion? Then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. So my question today is quite simple. Will you and I commit to this type of praying? Will you and I commit to a, to a kind of praying that doesn't puff us up? that doesn't cause us to brag, that doesn't cause us to, uh, you know, um, (laughs) if you could see what's going on in my mind right now. (laughs) Have you ever seen a peacock just strut around? They just throw out their, what are they? They're not, what are they? Clums, is that right? Plumes. You can show how much I know about peacocks. But they just throw out their plumes. Is that not the church of, of, the, the, of this day? We've got the best music in town. Oh, we've got the best preaching around. We've got the best kids' ministries. We've got the best tasting coffee. We have the best quality videos. I'm talking about things I brag about. No. There's a humbling that the Lord wants to do in us. Amen. And if we would rein that in and say, no, there's a deeper level of prayer. And the type of praying that I'm talking about doesn't build us up. The Bible says to build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. That's in Jude 1, but don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying you and I are to go around defeated and discouraged. What's wrong with you? Well, I'm just praying. I'm just trusting the Lord. Hallelujah. I mean, is that how God wants us to be? No, 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 no. But does God want us strutting around like a peacock? No. Where's the balance? The balance for me is to say, 
Thanks be to God who always leads me in triumphal procession. Now I'm going to humble myself and and I'm going to pray and I'm going to seek the face of God. How does the Lord want you to humble yourself? I, I can't answer that for you. That's something you must search out in your own heart. That's something you have to let the Holy Spirit deal with you about. But how does the Holy Spirit want to humble you? Last year, no, it must have been two years ago because I had eyesight. Something really great happened at the church. I can't remember what it was. And I started to post it on social media. But not in a way that gave glory to God. Now, I would have said that. I would have said, I glorify the Lord for doing this. But I wouldn't have meant it. Do you know what it was really intended for that the Lord showed me? It was really intended for other pastors to see how successful I was becoming. It was really for people who were upset with their church and wanted to find a better church for them to see that and read that and come here. It was really to make me look like I know what I'm doing. And the Holy Spirit was so gracious to show me that and say, Chad, what is the real good that's going to come from bragging about this. And there was no real good come from it. And so by God's grace, I never said a word. The Lord will help you see pride in your life. I'll never forget learning many years ago. In 2007, the Lord began to teach me this. A fish doesn't know it's wet because the only thing it knows is water. Most of us do not know how prideful we are before our coworkers, before our friends, before a world, a lost and dying world, but mostly before God Almighty. We don't know how prideful we are because the only thing we know is pride. And if you would begin a journey of asking the Holy Spirit, to show you your pride. Oh, how he'll do that. And as the Holy Spirit shows you your pride, as he shows you what you're, what you're fighting and what he wants to conquer in your own heart, you'll get victory from it. So I ask you kindly this morning, I ask you carefully this morning, are you a little spiritual peacock? You go around bragging all the time? Or are you in a journey of deeper faith that humbles you down? We did small group training yesterday, and Jenny and Travis White lead our small groups team, our, all of our small group leaders. And Jenny said something 
last night that I've never heard anyone say, and it really convicted me. I'm not going to get it exact what she said, but what I got from it, she was telling all of our small group leaders, you should be talking less and less. When you're with your groups, your voice should be less and less. You should lead others into talking more and more. A real leader is what she said. A real leader doesn't need to talk all the time. Isn't that really good? And I would add to that this morning. A prayerful Christian does not need to talk all the time. Sometimes we need to sit before the Lord and to do it in silence. Do you use a streaming device at home or at work? Simply say, hey Google, play Awaken to Grace with Chad Roberts podcast and listen to our weekly podcast that is the current sermon that I preach each week at Preaching Christ Church.